My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Ty French Podcast. My name is Ty French, and this is my freaking podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. (laughs) If there's one thing that I am sad about doing a rebrand, coming soon, I told you I'd stop talking about it, but here I am again talking about it. It's doing that intro because obviously, like I said, doing a rebrand, the name will be changing, I believe, and it'll be a new cover, all of that shiz, but I won't be able to say, hello, my name is Ty French and this is my podcast and that's why it's called the Ty French Podcast because it won't be called the Ty French Podcast anymore. I'll figure out some new intro and some new iteration or something, but um, anyways, happy Friday. TGIF, I'm so freaking happy. It's finally the weekend. This week has just felt like, I don't even know. I feel like the weeks are just starting to blend together. It goes by so quick, but also so slow at the same time. And, you know, what 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 could start this Friday off with a bang? What could start this weekend off with just a bang? Follow me at Thai French Podcast on Instagram. If you are not following the Instagram handle at Ty French Podcast, currently owned by Ty French, moi, then you're homophobic. And I don't make the rules. Um, I don't make the laws, but I do make the laws in this country of um, me, where I'm the rat king. <laughs> I, I make the laws of this land. And in this world of said rat king, um, you're homophobic if you're not following at Ty French Podcast. And trust me, mama's. I see the numbers. I see the numbers on the back end of how many of y'all are listening and how many of y'all are tuning in. And then I see the numbers of followers on my podcast account page on Instagram, at Different Podcast, like I said. So I know there's a lot of you out there that are kind of giving homophobic energy. And I'm going to need you to be an ally and rise up this weekend. And I'm going to need you to follow me because guess what? I'm desperate. I'm desperate for attention. I'm desperate for numbers. Can I even talk? <laughs> I just needed to start that off because you know what? Um, I would like more followers. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. I don't know how um, else to say it, but you know what? It's true. Follow me, bitch, because I'm desperate. I'm a desperate old millennial hag and I need validation. Okay. I... If that's not what this podcast is about, I don't know what is. If this podcast is not just me seeking validation <laughs> and confirmation about, I don't know, I'm being dumb. Anyways, hi guys. Happy Friday. I hope everyone had an amazing week. Um, I hope everyone has some fun weekend plans. One of my friends um, from New York is in town and is staying with me, so that will be really fun. Um, he actually gets here in like an hour, so... I got to be quick with recording this episode. You know, I like to rant. You know, I like to go on for a little too long. 
So we will see. Today's episode is just going to be kind of cash and kind of light. Um, we have new pertinent information regarding certain situations, certain certain scandals, or certain scandals, if I should say, um, that need to be discussed. And so we're going to be talking about that after um, some life updates. But it's been so cloudy here in the mornings, and I'm just new to the West Side, you know, as we all know. And I just, I can't, I can't with the marine layer. It needs to start burning off a little too much. Um, I mean, like easier, faster. (laughs) One of my little tyrants messaged me um, on my Instagram account, at Top French Podcast, in which you all should be following, like I said, um, and was like, thinking of you with the storm, um, stay safe. I said, mama, what storm? Mama. Is there something heading my way that I should be concerned about? Is there something heading my way that I should be privy to this knowledge? Thank you for bringing it uh, uh, up to me and for, you know, protecting me. Um, I was like, literally, excuse me, what? <laughs> and she was like, there's a storm about to hit California this weekend. They're saying it will probably hit as a tropical storm, but it's like a hurricane in the ocean right now. And when I tell you this was the first time I'd heard about this, that is the blessing and the curse of not watching any news. And that is the blessing, and the curse of the death of Twitter. Like, I just am not aware to anything that happens in the news anymore because my one source of news was Twitter, now X. And so it's been kind of nice to not have any information available to me. However, I would like to know if I'm about to be in Hurricane Katrina and if I need to prepare. Um, so thank you to this little tyrant for keeping the rat king safe. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just been so cloudy and now I know why, because Hurricane Tortilla is about to hit the coast, but I checked the weather and it says it's only supposed to rain, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and it's only like a 50% chance. So I think it's just going to be kind of cloudy. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you guys updated next week if I, um, still have a house, but, um, I just need something needs to be discussed about my new routine over here on the West Side. And that is my morning walks. The power of a morning walk to the ocean with a coffee. Now, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but like I am not much of a coffee drinker. Or should I say I haven't been much of a coffee drinker in the past. But these days I wake up. I walk down to my local coffee shop, I get a cup of coffee, and then I walk to the beach. And let me tell you, it is healing parts of my soul that I didn't know needed healing. It is really just setting me up for success, and it really just, like, elevates my day so much. And, yeah, I've just been getting up so much earlier. Like, typically when I lived in WeHo, Mama, I'm not getting out of bed till 11 a.m. Because my apartment was dark, it was quiet. I didn't have much to do, yada, yada, yada. I lived up on a hill, so I didn't really want to walk too far. My new spot, easy to walk to everything. It's kind of like gets a little bit more noisy, which is like a good thing. And I'm on the, I'm on like not a street level like I used to be. And so I can sleep with my blinds open and I just wake up with the sun when it's sunny. And it's just been so nice to get up early, like literally the power of getting up early and going on a walk like mama i 
hate walking. You guys know I hate walking. But Venice is turning me into a walker. When I tell you I'm walking one, two miles before 9 a.m., that is unheard of for me. That is literally unheard of. And I'm a changed bitch. And I'm hoping that with this new practice, I'm about to be a much slender bitch. I'm hoping that um, the walks alone give me the body of Zac Efron. And I unfortunately don't think that it will. But I'm going to keep living that delusion that these morning walks are really just going to turn me into a super fit eight pack California beach boy by next summer. So we will see. We will see if I add anything else into my workout regime. <laughs> I will let you guys know. Is regime the right word? Routine? Regime? I don't think regime is the right word that I just used there. I think I meant routine. Regime is giving me kind of like scary energy. I don't know what that means, actually. Anyways, um, what else for a life update do I have for you guys? Oh, thanks to the power of the tyrants, I'm sure it was just me alone and it was the power of my podcast that alone. But red, white, and royal blue, I cannot say it. Jose texted me after my episode on Wednesday because he's like, you cannot say red, white, and royal blue. And I promise, like, I, I'm not, I, it's not like I was hammered. Like, I just, like, I cannot say it. It is a tongue twister. Red, white, and royal blue. I don't know. Anyways, that is now the number one movie on Amazon Prime right now in the world. Congrats. The gays won. And if you guys have not seen it yet, you guys need to. It's super cute. Um, just thought I'd give you guys a little update there. Also, update on on the unfortunate incident that happened earlier this week when I hit that bitch in the Prius. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you got to go listen to Wednesday's, Wednesday's episode. But yes, I got in a little accident and she texted me and I thought I was in the clear. You know, I'm thinking she was super nice and she is. She's super nice, whatever. But I thought I was in the clear and I wasn't going to have to pay nothing. But she told me that she took it to the car wash and they tried to buff it out and that there's probably going to have to be some replacing going on or some dent, some type of body work. So I'll let you guys know, but that's just really a nice way to start your weekend. However, she texted me and she was like, oh my gosh, I found you on Instagram. I'll say hi. Um, that is my worst nightmare. That is my worst nightmare because I'm like, I don't want you to know my Instagram, you know, like I'm thinking like you're just, just whatever. Then I click over to her Instagram Tell me why this bitch is literally a huge celebrity stylist. Yeah, for big slabs, big slabs. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to expose her identity. But I was like, cool. Like, I mean, great that you're in the industry and now we're connected. <laughs> and you were so nice. And I'm glad I like only spoke of her praise on the pod. But I'm like, uh, that made me feel even worse. That made me feel even worse. So we'll see. She said she has to like go to New York for work. And so she was like, I'll let you know in a few weeks what they say. But if it's more than I made at the photo shoot, then I'm literally just, I'm never leaving my house. I'm never leaving my house. Every time I leave my house, it costs me hundreds of dollars because I either hit a bitch, I crash my car, I get a flat tire, I spend money, <laughs> I go out to eat, I drink. Like, I don't know. Leaving, living is so expensive. I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be born. Why do I got to pay so much? Anyways, just thought you guys would like that information about the lovely lady in the, in the Prius that I hit. That was super nice and made my day. Apparently, it's a celebrity stylist. And I got to be watching out on these streets for the next. Who knows? Maybe I'll hit Kim Kardashian next. You never know. You never know in LA. That is such an LA thing. Like, she texts me and she's like, oh, I found your Instagram. And then I look over and she's like verified and literally has like so many followers. I was like, oh, okay. This is literally the most LA of experiences to exist. 
Um, oh, another amazing, fun life update that I have for you guys. I got Botox. Finally, I finally got some Botox. I needed it so freaking bad. I have only gotten it once before with my friend Brielle. I went with um, her last time she went. It was like maybe two years ago. Um, maybe a year ago. No, I think it was like two years ago. Um, and that shit, it, it faded out so fast and it was so expensive because her guy is like a celeb guy, you know? So it was like $1,200 and I was like, I will never be getting Botox again. Like, I'm just going to have to age gracefully. I'm going to have to just deal with the wrinkles because uh, 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 I ain't rolling in the dough. Like, I'm not just, I don't have just like two grand to throw away every six months so that my face doesn't move. Um, and you know, I was just accept, I was just accepting my fate of being just an ugly, wrinkly, white old guy and being bitter about all these very pretty youthful men that I'm running into. Um, however, my lovely, lovely, lovely friend, Kylie, who is new to California within the last year, um, started this company called Maldwella and they like, you know, they do like IVs and stuff like that, but now they just started doing Botox. Thank God they're available in LA, OC, Bakersfield, Riverside, um, Sacramento. They're all over. Um, they do like in-home IVs and like, you know, all those things like B12 shots, blah, 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 blah. But now they just started doing Botox. So when I tell you, Mama came over to my house, poked me for a few minutes. I didn't even feel a thing. Her pricing is so good. So good. And now I'm going to be gorgeous in about 14 days. In about 14 days, guess what? You're going to watch these podcast clips. My face ain't going to move. Just how I like it. I don't want my forehead to move because guess what? It was looking like a geographical map up there. It was starting to look like a transcript of an ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic. <laughs> is that the word? I'm like, hieroglyphic? Is that the word I'm looking for? Hieroglyph? Hieroglyph? Hi- yeah, hieroglyphic. Anyways, so I'm super pumped about that. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. You know, I'm a Beverly Hills bitch. I'm a California boy. And I like to lay out in the sun and I don't have the best skincare routine. So what do I got to do? I got to freeze those muscles. I don't want a single wrinkle. I want to age gracefully. However, I also want to look like I am 19 for the rest of my life. So it's this constant battle that I have of, you know, you see these people, you see these celebs that get like, you know, I, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. We love you, Madonna, your mother, but you're looking a little scary. And I'm not trying to ever look like that. I'm not trying to look that scary and that pulled back. However, I do want to look like Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, where they have aged gracefully with a little nip and tuck in and a little pollen and a little tox here or there. And they're looking stun yang. They're looking gorgeous. That's what I'm trying to do. And you know when that's got to start? When you're younger. Because how you get these people like Madonna or, you know, some of these older ladies when they didn't have as much access to, like, what we have access to now um, with, like, modern medicine and stuff. Um, If you wait until it's all saggy and then you try and pull it back, that's not going to work. That's how you're going to look scary. But if you're just gradually doing little things here or there to maintain what you've already got. That's, that's, I think, the, the way you're, that you're going to come out on top. That's how you're going to look gorgeous forever. That's the way to age gracefully. You know, I'm obviously not going to look the same forever, but I'm going to try. I'm sure going to try. 
And <laughs> I implore you to all join me on this journey of youthfulness and chasing youthfulness and not aging gracefully because we all need to look beautiful and stunning and wickedly gorgeous. Um, and with my friend Kylie, you can do that. The, the brand is called Maduela, Maduela, California. Their Instagram handle is Maduela underscore CA. So yeah, check it out. Check them out. They're great. She's great. I, when I tell you, I don't know if I have like a high pain tolerance. I think I must because I did not feel a single poke. I didn't feel a single thing. But when I got Botox the first time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but who did it? But it was a little painful. I won't lie. Like I definitely felt it. But this last time, maybe because I had gotten it before, I was kind of used to what it was going to feel like. But I'm not kidding. I did not feel anything. It was so easy. It was so seamless. And yeah, like I said, her pricing is so good. And I just, ugh, I can't wait. I can't wait. That's the thing that sucks with Botox is like you have to wait the two weeks for it to like really set in. But when I tell you in two weeks, you're not going to get an, uh, I'm going to be posting left and right. There's going to be selfies left and right on my feed. You guys think you're sick of me now? Just you wait. In 14 days, I'm going to be on every billboard. I'm going to be on every corner. I'm going to be every bus in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, gosh. I am just, you know what? I was going to say I'm in a cuckoo crazy mood, but compared to Wednesday's episode, this is nothing. I don't know what the hell I was on on Wednesday's episode, but... When I was listening back, first off, I literally, I was so tired. If you guys listened to it, you knew that I was like recording it late at night because my photo shoot went way longer than I had expected. And so I didn't finish recording until like 10, 10, 15. And then I obviously had to edit it and listen to it. And that takes me like two hours. Um, and let me tell you, mama fell asleep. I woke up. It was like, it was like midnight. It was like it had already listened through the whole way through. I couldn't remember what, what I had listened to, or what I had edited. So then I had to go back and do like the second half again. At that point, I was like, as long as there's not like a huge long pause or something like doesn't need to be cut out, like I'm just posting it. I don't care. I, I like if I leave something in there that is whatever problematic, doesn't make sense, it, it, sounding bad, like the audio is off. I don't care. I'll figure it out later because I've got to go to bed. But I was just feeling really cuckoo crazy. And I'm kind of, that energy is kind of rubbing off to me today on Friday's episode. Um, oh, you know what it is? It's because I'm not filming. I always forget to say that at the beginning of the episode. No wonder none of you guys watch because I'm so inconsistent with the damn video <laughs> that, you know, that's on me. That's on me. I'm hoping I'm going to be better at that. But my friend is going to be here this weekend and, you know, I didn't have time to get ready. And I'm not, uh, maybe once I get Botox and the Botox sits in, then I'll be able to just casually record without, you know, putting on some Charlotte Tilbury bronzer and some House Ops foundation. Maybe then I'll feel comfortable to just be raw and organic and I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad recording in my sweatpants like I'm currently in right now. However, until the Botox sets in, I gotta, I gotta do foundation. I gotta do bronzer. I gotta, I gotta do Patrick Talk contour. And once you do that enough times, like once you get ready and you put on some makeup, now when I see myself without a little bronzer on, I'm looking corpsey. I'm looking like a Tim Burton character, and that's not good. Okay. 
Anyways, I have been rambling on for way too long with a live update. Um, normally Friday, I don't really have much of an update, but I feel like I just had so much that I wanted to share with you guys. The song of the moment, before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode, is Soak Up the Sun by Cheryl Crow. Woo! If there is one song that can perfectly encapsulate the feeling and the energy that I'm trying to create with my new lifestyle over in Venice as a basic beach California bitch boy, it is Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. Oh my gosh, that's kind of a tongue twister too. Soak Up the Sun, Sheryl Crow. Is there a better California summer nostalgic vibe? It's gonna soak it. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if I can sing it because I don't want copyright infringement, but... It is just so good. You guys need to go listen to it. It'll just send you off into this like summery, nostalgic, ready for your weekend vibe. And like I said, fall is out the window. We ain't talking about that no more. We aren't. We're done with that shit. Throw away the pumpkin spice lattes. And I don't want to hear about a fucking sweater or a cardigan or nothing. We are still in summer. And what's going to get you off the fall energy and into the summer energy is Soak Up the Sun by Cheryl Crow. So if you're feeling a little tempted by these pumpkin spice lattes and these apple cider shit and these cardigans and, you know, the the people online saying that summer's over, if you're feeling tempted to sway over to that dark side, I implore you to, to redeem yourself, listen to this song, and get back into the summer spirit. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I know once summer's gone and it's actually fall, all you bitches who are pre preemptively drinking the pumpkin spice lattes, you're going to have regrets. You're going to have rage and regret because what comes after fall? Winter mama. And I ain't ready for that. I'm not ready for that. Anyways. So <laughs> anyways, so today and yesterday, I don't even know how to get into this. I thought we were done with Scandaval. I really did. And obviously I knew they were going to like cover it next season. But I, you know, I felt like I had some time um, with my tyrants without Scandaval around. Um, And there's just been a lot coming out about like whether Rachel, I'm going to call her Rachel now because that's what she has said she wants to go by. I know in the past I've said that anyone who called her Rachel looks like a loser. And I still stand by that like because she was at that time going by Raquel. So if you took that away from her. That's just weird. But now she likes to go by Rachel. So I'm going to um, address her as Rachel, but we're talking about Raquel, Vanderpump rules, Scandal. Um, You know, there's been a lot of chatter online about like whether or not she was going to film this season or not. And they were going back with contracts back and forth, yada, yada, yada. I don't know how much of that was true. She's like been in this facility in Arizona for a few months and just like learning and like going through therapy and like protecting her mental health and all that, which I think is great. Um, Then out of nowhere, she makes the decision to go on Bethany Frankel's podcast. It was a two part podcast today and yesterday. And I listened to it and, you know, we've got to talk about it. I've, I've, I've dedicated like two episodes before to Scandal and we've talked all about it. So I felt like it was only fair to share my thoughts on the podcast episode. And first off, all I have to say is it is so frustrating how 
fans can be so invested in these situations, like in Scandaval and whatever. And like we, that's why we watch the reunions, right? Oh my gosh, the truck's outside. I'm so sorry. That's why we watch the reunions. That's why we watch the shows. And we really just, I don't know. What am I trying to say? The fact that like Tom Sandoval broke his silence on the Howie Mandel podcast, who has nothing to do with the Bravo universe, has never seen the show, doesn't know Tom Sandoval, no connection to it. So we're breaking the silence with someone who has no idea what they're talking about, is not asking the correct questions, isn't going to hold that person accountable because they have no stake in the race. Um, That's not okay. That was so frustrating. So then... Raquel, uh, Rachel, oh my gosh, I'm so used to calling her Raquel. Rachel goes on Bethany Frankel's podcast and the bitch has never seen Vanderpump Rules. Bethany Frankel has never seen Vanderpump Rules. Man, man, this is not a fair race. Like you're not asking the correct questions. You're not asking enough questions. You're just judging. You're going into this interview only talking about what you've seen online you're talking about what tiktoks you've seen or the clips or this or what articles you've read or you know what the fandom is saying and like i appreciate bethany frankel's approach of like you know giving rachel a platform to like share her story and like in theory it's nice because bethany frankel like has been on housewives and so she is part of the universe And she knows how, like, things can get misconstrued in reunions and with production and whatever. Like, that side of things was kind of fascinating to hear about. However, you've never seen the show. You've never seen the show. So you don't even know who this bitch is. You don't even really fully understand the whole drama or why people are so upset. And so some of her commentary throughout the podcast episode was just a little frustrating. Because it's like, yes, in theory, what you're saying is correct. Like... People should have given you a break or this or, you know, everyone's human, whatever. Like, those are all true. But, like, you don't understand the stake in the race. And so when Rachel, like, there were were parts in it um, where she was like, oh, yeah, me and Ariana weren't that close. And so Bethany's like, oh, well, then why are people so hot and bothered by this? And Rachel's like, oh, you know, just production, whatever. And I'm like, okay, no. But, like, that's not fair to say because... We watched the show. Like, we watched you cry in Ariana's arms multiple times about things. We watched Ariana stick up for you. Like, whatever. Like, you were friends. You can paint it however you want. But, like, we saw that. And if Bethany had actually watched the damn show, then I feel like she could have called Rachel out on her bullshit when she's like, oh, but we weren't really that close. We never hung out not around cameras. It's like, that's not really a fair assumption to say. Just because you didn't hang out not around cameras doesn't mean that you guys didn't have a real friendship. And that she was not a good friend to you. Anyways, the other thing that I need to talk about with Bethany Frankel's podcast, just in general, she has like two podcasts. I don't really get it. One of them, literally the episodes are 10 minutes long, 10 minutes long, and there will be four minutes of ads. Um, Mama, you getting on and saying three sentences about a topic is not a podcast episode. And then for you to sell ads on that and then half of it be ads, it's like, mama, go on your Instagram story and go on a tangent. Like, that is not a podcast episode. It's so annoying. And I'm sure she knew that this um, Rachel episode would be, like, big because, you know, it's Rachel and she's breaking her silence after Scandal. The amount of ads in it was actually insane. Like, sell fewer ads for more money, But 
oh my gosh, like within the first 15 minutes, I think probably like four of those minutes were ads. And I'm just like, okay, obviously like everyone deserves to be paid for their work. Podcasting, as I know, is so much freaking work and I can't wait to finally have advertisers and to make this like more of a business. Um, Because obviously if that doesn't happen, like if I don't start getting ads, then (laughs) I'm quitting because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time that I could be doing other projects with whatever. I fully get that. But like, you do have to take your listener into account and you just don't want to ever feel like, like, okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just, I think some podcasts, the ads, like, like what we said, for instance, like I never get sick of their ads. I could listen to them talk about anything. Obviously they're my best friends, but like, or like the, I've had a podcast, their ads, I, I like literally don't have to skip through like, it just like seamlessly works into their episode. And by the time I'm even realizing that it's an ad, I'm halfway through the ad. I'm good to go. Um, Bethany's. Oh my gosh. Like they just keep going. And then you think it's done. And I try not to skip through people's ads because I think that's rude. It's like, I, that's like, it almost feels like stealing. It's like, I'm listening to your podcast for free and I'm going to watch an ad, you know, because I want you to get your bag and I want to support your show and I want this show to, that I love so much to keep happening. So I'm going to support, I'm going to listen to the ad, you know, when I watch cable, when I watch housewives, I watch the commercials, blah, 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 blah. I'm here to support whatever, but holy shit. That was the first podcast where I'm like, I'm going to have to skip some because like I've already listened to three minutes full of ads and they're still going every time I think it's going to end. They just keep on going. So I don't know. I mean, she probably got paid so freaking much. I am curious if Rachel got paid, like if Bethany paid her. I doubt she did. But it's just like she could have gone anywhere. She could have literally done an Oprah interview. She could have done Alex Cooper, Call Her Daddy. She could have done anything. The Good Morning America, literally. Like she could have done a Watch What Happens Live, like exclusive thing. I don't know. For her to do Bethany Frankel just felt like it almost felt like she was doing Bethany Frankel because she was a fangirl of Bethany Frankel. And she kind of mentioned that her mom like pushed her to do it with Bethany Frankel. And it kind of sounded like her mom was the fangirl. So I don't know. Um, I did think it was interesting how Rachel said that she now goes by Rachel and she felt like she kind of had like it almost sounds like multiple personality syndrome. Like like Raquel was this like other person and she was always afraid to be herself and this or blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Um, I kind of just wrote down like some bullet points um, kind of of the episodes. My main takeaway, I didn't, nothing like groundbreaking was said during the episode or episodes. Um, my takeaway from it was as a whole was that I think had the reaction not been so visceral towards Rachel, I keep wanting to say Raquel, um, had the reaction from the fans and everything just not been like so harsh, I think she probably would have been a lot more apologetic and she probably would have felt a lot worse. But I get this feeling that like, when all of these people are coming at you and it's so like, you don't even have a, an opportunity to speak or think or anything. Like 
any human being, no matter if you're in the wrong or right, like you're going to go into fight or flight mode and you're going to fight for yourself. You're going to stand up for yourself because even if you know you're in the wrong and whatever, people are telling you to kill yourself to, you know, get fucked by a cheese grater, all of this stuff like you, your reaction is going to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What the fuck? Like I'm a human being F off. Leave me alone. Like that's going to be anyone's natural reaction. And so I do feel like she was remorseful. However, I think the reaction was just like, I don't think the, the punishment fit the crime. And so, for and not in terms of like Ariana talking to her, but just in terms of like a whole and like how much like the media and everything just got a hold of it. And so, I think she has no choice other than to you know defend herself and fight for herself. She's not just gonna like give in, you know. And I think that going, I think deciding not to do this season was probably the best thing ever for her. Like, I think her story is kind of complete. Um. She she wasn't ever like needed on the show, you know. Um, she mentioned that one of the producers did confirm that after season ten, the show was supposed to be canceled, and then Scandal obviously happened and it didn't get canceled. So up until Scandal, like she was not a pertinent character. The show wasn't even that pertinent. Like nothing really was that big of a deal. Um, she, <sighs> She admitted and she kind of alluded to the fact that she thinks that Tom Sandoval had orchestrated this event with Bravo for the show to get this second wave. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't even know if that's I like would like to think I have enough faith in humanity that like they wouldn't do this unless Ariana was in on it. Like, I mean, I guess if literally their livelihood's going to be done and they're going to cancel the show and the network's like, you know, show up or get off the screen. Um, but the fact that even Rachel, who is literally the scandal is about her, is wondering like if Tom was in on this because I guess allegedly he's now or he was offered a producing credit. On the season, which obviously producers on the show, like, you know, give the storylines and, you know, put all the pieces of the puzzle together to make it a show. Um, I don't know. Very, very interesting. Um, I do feel really bad for her in terms of it felt like Tom really did take advantage of this girl. And... You know, she's an adult. She can fend for herself in a lot of ways. And like, you know, it takes two to tango. Like she was, uh, she had a part of this. He didn't like force her to do anything or whatever. And especially like if it was a one-time, two-time thing, maybe you could, you know, argue that. But a, a 10-month affair, it's like, come on, mama. Mama, mama, mama. Like use your brain. But what I thought was kind of crazy that she said about the whole situation and I think a huge part as to why they are no longer together now and kind of the the demise of their relationship because obviously we all wanted well we didn't want them to work out but like that was going to be the only thing that made that all worth it was if they got happily happily ever after they had five children yada 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 whatever everyone's happy see you later but she said that Tom Sandoval did not have consent to 
record her while she was, you know, having sexy time on FaceTime with him. And that's obviously the recording that Ariana saw. And that's how we all now have Scandal. And that I'm pretty sure is illegal. Like, you can't record someone naked without their consent. And especially if then that gets distributed, I'm pretty sure that's considered revenge porn. And that is literally illegal. Like, you will go to jail for that. And so I think, you know, Rachel definitely could have pressed charges on that. I believe, I don't know if it gets murky because like they were on a FaceTime call. So it's like, I guess she consented to like showing herself naked on the call. So then I don't know if it's like you're opening yourself up to be recorded. If that, I don't know. I don't know because I know in some States it's illegal to record someone even on a phone call without their knowledge. That's why a lot of phone companies, like when you call like their customer service, say like this call is being recorded. Yada, yada, yada. Cause they like legally have to tell you that you're being recorded. So all that to say, I just think, like, if she really wanted to, you know, go for it, Mama could press charges, and she would probably win, and Tom would probably serve time, and or, like, get a fat fee or customer service, I mean, (laughs) customer service, community service, Um, I don't know, I just think the fact that he didn't get consent is so gross, like, uh, ew, and she... She said that while in the finale, when they picked cameras back up and she went over or Tom went over to her house, to her apartment, and they were having that conversation. There were a lot of allegations that said, like, you know, she was hiding like a bag of cocaine or ketamine on the counter. Um, And the whole conversation just felt awkward. They didn't want to kiss because it was on camera, yada, yada, yada. There were rumors online about how, like, Tom didn't want to film after that or that that he needed something edited out. And we all thought it was that they kissed on camera and that he needed to have that edited out. Well, then she comes in with a bomb. And this honestly was one of the biggest bombshells to me. The biggest takeaways from the episode was she asked him on camera, why did you record me without consent? Like, I did not consent to that. And that makes me really upset. And he admitted, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I wanted to, I only recorded it because I wanted to show you at a later date how beautiful you looked. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. That's like, oh, I'll take a I'll take a candid photo of you at the grocery store and I'll send it to you later about how beautiful you look. I'll take a photo of you playing at the beach because you look so hot and whatever and I'll send it to you later not I'll screen record you masturbating on FaceTime and then show you later absolutely not jail jail to that man but then apparently after they wrapped that scene he was so pissed and he was like why did you ask me that on camera and she's like what like we're literally filming a scene talking about this whole scandal like I thought I'm just being open and honest and whatever so then he refuses to film anything else for Scandal, any of the content until the producers guarantee that they are going to delete that part and edit that part out he did not want on the show on the camera um on tv admitting that he did not have consent for that why is that 
Because literally that's admitting that he committed a crime. And if she wanted to press charges, that's just proof. Like he would literally get locked away. See you later. Obviously they could still subpoena that footage. And you know, if she really wanted to go for it, but I think it was at that point that she realized, okay, this man does not love me. And this man is only looking out for himself and is orchestrating a TV show to fit whatever narrative he wants. You know, at the same time, it came out at the end of the three-part reunion, how, like, much he was forcing her to lie and share about the timeline and all of this stuff. And I feel like when he made them edit out that scene is, like, when she really clicked, like, oh, shit. What did I get myself involved in? And how the heck do I get out of this? Something I thought was interesting during the whole interview um, in part two, she was saying, I had never heard this allegation, but um, apparently there is an alleged physical abuse allegation um, between Kristen Doty and James Kennedy. And Rachel was basically saying and insinuating or whatever you want to call it that Bravo... Bravo is giving Kristen Doty and Jax and all of them this spin-off series to hush them up and to give them money and to shush them about this allegation so they don't come out about it so that Vanderpump Rules can continue to thrive and go on and succeed and so that they don't get canceled because James is an abuser. Um, that is a huge accusation and I'm not discrediting I'm not discrediting the the abuse allegation but the allegation that Bravo knows about it and is trying to hush them all up and give them like a spinoff I don't know about that that's kind of giving like just we I don't know I don't know like I said I try to have a bit a bit more faith in humanity maybe I'm just being naive but it just how she talked about you know, past cast members and current cast members and all of their drama. I can understand her frustrations of that. The show is literally built up of a ton of liars and cheaters and overall, you know, they've all done shocking things. And then this, you know, she's on the scene and she, it's her turn now. And the the reaction is just times a thousand, Um, And she really didn't understand why, but I think she just didn't have the history with the rest of the cast that the other cast has with each other. Like Jax and Stassi and all of that drama, like they'd been together and around for years and best friends since they were like 20 and roommates and all of this stuff. And like, she just doesn't have that like lifelong um, relationship with the cast so that when she Fs them over, it's like, if if I have if Tessa F's me over right now, it's like I'm gonna forgive her, we're gonna get over it, and you know, we're gonna work through that situation because we're lifelong friends. If a friend that I've had for the past year or two years F's me over, I'm probably gonna be like, Asawegucho, see you later, you fucking bitch. So I understand kind of both sides because I don't think that the reaction should have been as big because they've all done it. However, I just think like her relationship with everyone in the group is so different, but I don't know. She kind of felt, it felt like she was really pissed at Bravo. Like, after listening to this interview, I, I, 
I'd be so interested on in being the fly on the wall on the conversations that she's had with Bravo about like, cause apparently they were in talks to come back, you know, and I don't know if it was a money thing or what, but she seems really bitter at Bravo for not protecting her, not stepping in her, not getting paid enough. Um, I know that Bethany Frankel said that she is shocked that Rachel only gets paid she said that Bethany's assistants get paid more than Rachel per season. And she was like, that's disgusting. Like Bravo's using you. And then I saw a clip on TikTok of like TMZ or something doing an interview with Lisa Vanderpump about the podcast. And she was like, I haven't watched it, but whatever. And um, the, the paparazzi guy was like, oh, how do you feel about Rachel saying that she gets paid less than Bethany's assistants? And she was like, uh... That's not true. I am a producer on the show and I know exactly how much she makes. She said that she gets made, she gets paid $361,000. That's how much she got paid last season. $361,000. Um ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. That is that literally puts you in like the 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 top 5% of salaries in America, maybe even higher. Like that is a shit ton of money to literally have your life filmed. Now, do I think that that is uh, if if they would have known what this was going to blow into and, you know, how big of a part she would have had on the season prior, then obviously she could have negotiated way more. She could have negotiated a two million dollar salary compared to, you know, all these housewives or whatever. But that was the salary she was offered. She was a nothing on the show. So I think it's not fair to say that she was not fairly paid. Because that's the agreement that they agreed upon. Then now that this is bigger, I do think that there's an argument to be made about how reality stars don't receive residuals or anything like actors do. Um, So that's kind of a different story. I think that she should get some, you know, monetary benefit because of the success. Um, But then that just kind of feeds into the narrative that she was also complaining about on the podcast about how reality TV, she felt like she sold her soul because you people get rewarded for their bad behavior because then ratings go up and it's this like sick and twisted environment. She said she literally felt like she sold her soul, but then you're pissed that you're not being rewarded for your bad behavior. So which is it? Do you want to fix the system of not rewarding people for doing shocking things. Meanwhile, you just did a shocking thing and you are bitter that you are not getting paid enough. So uh, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Um, I was getting, speaking of like the numbers and the ratings and whatever, I was getting so annoyed at Bethany, this whole interview, because she just kept reiterating that she'd never seen the show. And she kept asking Rachel, like if she knows the numbers and the ratings between like older seasons and now, or like other housewife show. Bethany, you are the host of the show. You're the host of the podcast. You're the interviewer. You should have done some research beforehand. If you want to know the ratings and the numbers, look it up. Look it up. Don't look it up on your phone live while you're doing the podcast. And then she was like blown away by the numbers. Like she like couldn't even believe it as she's like Googling it and doing this research. I'm like, mama. Ask, ask Rachel some questions. Like, don't you? You should be coming to Rachel and be like, okay, so here's what the numbers were a season prior. Here are the numbers now. What do you think about that? Not asking her the numbers, and she just kept reiterating, "I've never seen the show. I've never seen the show. I only watched the reunion. I only watched the reunion." 
mama, do your research before you have this person on or let Andy Cohen do it. Let someone do it who knows anything about the scenario and can give us some facts. Um, However, she said that she did watch the reunion and Bethany kind of started to say some of the things that the cast had said to Rachel and she, you know, teared up and she was upset. And like I said, it's easy to watch that episode and like step aside and be like, um, okay, yeah, she cheated on your husband, your, she cheated on you with your boyfriend, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, but like, this isn't fitting the crime. Like you guys are being assholes. It's, it's easy to objectively like watch just the reunion and be like, yeah, you guys are going a little hard on her. Like give her a break. Why isn't anyone like stepping up? Why isn't, you know, whatever. But that's why it's just context is key. It's important to watch the whole show because while I do not think that their reaction is okay, I think that that Rachel is human and humans make mistakes. I've said it before. I've said it a million times. She didn't kill anyone. Like people cheat, whatever. That doesn't make it okay. But like, it's a reality. And like, you don't have to tell her to like, I don't think it's okay for you to like, you know, send all this hate towards her and tell her to get fucked by a cheese grater and whatever. Now that being said, just because I can agree that it is wrong. Doesn't mean that I think that, Ariana specifically, the rest of the cast, I think, was just like doggy piling on and just wanted any excuse for screen time. But Ariana, yeah, yeah, sorry about it. You have that right. You have that right. It is it is wrong for you to say that to any human being objectively in any scenario. However, you have the right to. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, sure. I don't ever want to imagine a scenario in which I'm telling someone to get at by a cheese grater, that they are subhuman, that they're disgusting, that I never want to see their face again, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't ever want to have to be put in that situation. However, if I am dating someone and I live with someone and own a house with someone for 10 years and you fuck around behind my back for 10 months, I'll probably say a lot worse than those things. I would probably, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I can't even tell you what I would say. And I would hope that my friends would also back me up and be like, you're a freaking twat and you're disgusting and you're a cunt and blah, 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 Because that's what friends do. And that's just how you react when someone cheats on your house. You're with your boyfriend. Like, sorry. Yes, that it's not right. It is wrong. So it, it's okay. It, it's, or it's easy for Bethany Frankel to objectively look at this situation and be like, wow, they were really bad to you. They bullied you. No shit. They bullied you. You had an affair with her freaking man for 10 months. Like you're both in the wrong. You're both in the wrong, but you, you were the one that initiated that dialogue or this relationship. One thing that I did take away is (sighs) Bethany made a good point. All that to say, Bethany did make a good point in saying that, she had her friend or her therapist or whatever watch the reunion and give his kind of psychological breakdown. And I, this, this is the thing that really stuck with me. She said that there is a difference between punishment and abuse. And every decision has a good or bad punishment. Like every, every, 
thing you do has a reaction. And obviously what Rachel and Tom did was bad and they should be punished. What is a normal punishment for something like that? Kick her out of the friend group. She's off the show. Kick her off the friend. Kick her out of the friend group. Like she's dead to you. See you later. Like that is her punishment. And that is fair. Like that fits the crime. However, that does not mean that if someone does something bad, that they deserve to be abused. And then, you know, she kind of goes off into emotional abuse and like kind of the psychology behind that. And yeah, like they were abusing her. They were emotionally abusing her. And like I said, like I probably would too. That's just a natural thing to do. However, the the punishment just was not fitting the crime. Like it's not fair for her to have all of those people just yelling at her, barking at her for literally hours on end. That, that, and they made a lot of good points about just reality TV and like HR. And, you know, if this were a normal job, obviously your coworkers would never be allowed to talk to you like that. And you would never be put in a situation in a work environment like that. That's why we have literally human resources. That's why we have HR. And is HR short for human resources? Because that does not feel right. That's why companies have HR and, you know, whatever, because you're not even allowed to sleep with each other at work. Meanwhile, reality TV, like they're being rewarded for their bad behavior and for being rude to coworkers and for sleeping around and cheating and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. It is kind of hard. And I just don't think that Rachel is cut out for reality TV. And I don't think she's cut out for fame. I don't think she's cut out for this industry. Obviously, she's too much of a, sh- uh, a, a deer in headlights. And so obviously, this is a huge lesson for her, I'm sure. But. I don't know. I'm really glad she's not on this season. I'm glad we don't have to drag it out anymore. I am interested to see kind of what this season turns into because we've been seeing so much behind the scenes of like photos and the trips that they're going on and everything. And there was just some TMZ photos of Miss Lala hugging on Tom Sandoval. So I don't know if they're all good together now. Um, You know, I... I don't know. Uh, Tom Tom Schwartz just dyed his hair blonde. You, you know what that means. Every every time a boy bleaches their hair, they are in a crisis. They need uh, help. Check on your friends when they go platinum, please. <laughs> and I have platinum hair, so please check on me. <laughs> Speaking of dying hair, I put a poll on my Instagram story on Anti French on whether or not I should go back to my natural color or if I should like stay blonde. Like which one people preferred. Tell me why everyone voted brunette, my natural. Um, Everyone, that's my fault, but everyone voting for the opposite hair color that I currently have felt like everyone was saying, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly. We've known you were ugly. Why did you ever dye your hair in the first place? Because I've been blonde since April. So y'all have let me go this whole summer with blonde hair. Meanwhile, y'all wanted me to be brunette. Y'all let me run around with this mop. Now... I don't know when I'm going to change it, but I'll probably go back. I've been wanting to do it anyway. It's just so expensive to keep up the blonde and, you know, the roots and all of that. But, and I know, I know I look good with the blonde and the brunette, but let me just tell you, that was a humbling I didn't know I needed this morning. And I I appreciate everyone who voted and the honesty. And yeah, be, be careful. Whenever you're doing polls on your Instagram stories about your looks, about a haircut, about this, Be prepared. Be prepared to be humbled. Anyways. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I'll kind of wrap it up there. I don't think anything was like groundbreaking with the podcast episodes. I am glad that she broke her silence and that we can kind of, you know, move on a little bit more now because she has spoken up. She's had her side of the story. Um, we know she's not coming back now. I mean, she kind of since she talked crap about Bravo and made those allegations like she's never coming back to Vanderpump Rules. I don't think like there's her her life in reality TV is done as it should be. And I wish that she would have done it with Andy. I don't even know if he would have let her, to be honest. I don't even know if he would want to because they filmed the whole reunion and then she lied the whole time. And then they had to do the separate sit down and then the separate interview. And I don't know. <sighs> I wish her well. I it seemed like she grew a lot from from that facility. I'm I'm I know I said that I wish that they would have ended up together because obviously it would have that would have been the only thing that made this all worth it, but I'm glad for her sake that she's not with him. He just seems literally diabolical. I'm glad that I think, you know, Schwartz is kind of distancing himself from Tom. Apparently Lala's getting closer to him, so I don't know. I guess we'll see how that unfolds, but yeah, I don't know. I think that kind of, for me and my brain, really puts like a final nail in the coffin of Scandaval. I guess it'll probably, that nail in the coffin will get loosened up once the next season airs, I'm sure. And we will talk about that when it comes. But anyways, just had to give you my thoughts on the pod. And... I don't know. Hope she's well. I hope Ariana. Ariana's obviously killing it. She's going on Dancing with the Stars. Um, the new season looks great. I don't think her and Tom have filmed any scenes like solo together. I don't even know if they've talked. We're going to find out and I'm going to keep you posted. Anyways, go enjoy your weekend. I love you guys so, so much. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, don't forget to follow at French Podcast on Instagram. If you don't follow at French Podcast on Instagram, you are a homophobe and... I still love you because you're my tyrant, but <laughs> just follow me. I need validation. Anyways, happy Friday. Leave a rating and review. Spotify, Apple Podcast, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. And I will see you guys on Wednesday. Mwah. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week. <laughs> <laughs>